T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This rate, we won't have open water very long in these parts. Some of the ponds and sloughs freezing over the big water. Going to freeze over at this rate pretty quick. Speaking of the outdoors, Steve Carney joins us. Steve Carney, Outdoors.com. Steve-O, uh, you, you got to love this cold weather if you want to get out on the ice and catch fish. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Um, yeah, it's kind of a love-hate thing. I uh, was <laughs> yeah, out this right. afternoon kind of scouting my uh, last-second duck run for tomorrow morning, and my river systems have frozen up, and my you know small to medium lakes are frozen. So unfortunately, um, I think the duck thing is over. Uh, it ends on Tuesday in the north uh, section up here and continues for another week in southern Minnesota, central Minnesota. But yeah, for me up here, it looks like it's over. It's kind of sad, but uh, it was a pretty good season overall. But uh, kind of a quick ending here with these single digits. I was a little uh, little bummed about that, but uh, I guess we're going to try to make ice now. Yeah, and uh, Steve, it is just one, one of those things, how quick it went from unusually warm to uh, unusually cold. It was a flip of a switch, and that, that that's never easy. Yeah, you know, we've had a lot of snow up here in the northwest, too, Steve. It's snowed almost every day now for the last five, six days. You know, not a lot, but just enough to change things. And it's really changed the uh, the deer uh, locations as well, and their patterns are totally changed now with the snow. And, you know, the good news now is you can actually see where they're going, you know, to and from now in the snow. Um, they're basically bedded fairly close to their food sources, and now – it almost makes your old stands kind of obsolete because everything has changed. The firearms deer season is over, and that, you know, changed their patterns as well. But now you can get out in this snow, and you can scout. You can find out exactly where they're going between bedding and food, food and bedding, and you got a good chance of, you know, intercepting them in the next, uh, you know, we got a good six weeks left for the bow hunters, and we've got muzzleloaders starting on Saturday. So there's still time left. Um, it was kind of a tough firearm season for everybody, and I think uh, a lot of those guys are going to switch to muzzle loaders and bow for the last six weeks just to, you know, try to, you know, take the deer that they couldn't get during the gun season. So, unfortunately, the numbers are down. The harvest was uh, down 32% up in my area, and they're looking at about 21, 22% down statewide. So, um, kind of a tough go, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and, and Steve, you, you kind of hinted at that very early on when, when you were out in your stand. You just weren't seeing a lot of activity. It was a tough hunt for sure. 
Yeah, you know, and I heard that from a lot of people as well. And I'm I'm on some terrific property, and you know, when you don't see them on your A grade properties, then you know they're just not there. And I think last winter, you know, was really tough. Um, I thought it was the worst winter I've ever suffered through, and I think a lot of the critters, you know, had a tough time too. But if we can get a mild winter here, uh, I think that would, you know, be great. They'll but they have a, you know, white tails have a. And a chance to really rebound fast, and that's what's so great about that species. They can just turn things around in a season or two. So hopefully if we have a mild winter, they get through it in good shape, uh, things will just get better. So we'll have to see, and possibly the DNR might have to reevaluate the antlerless permits, too, in a lot of parts of Minnesota, just because the harvest was, you know, not what it was supposed to be. You know, the DNR tends to blame the weather Oh, it was rainy, it was windy, that's why the harvest was down. But from my perspective and the people I talk to, it's the numbers that are down. It's not the weather, but, you know, that's just my take. Yeah, and Steve, another season that uh, continues, and, and that's true here in Minnesota and South Dakota, and that is the pheasant season. And sometimes you get late season, and, and sometimes those are the best hunts. Oh, exactly, Steve. And, you know, you're from the Dakotas. You know what that's like when these sloughs, you know, start freezing up now. You can actually get into these cattail sloughs and these swamps. And, you know, always it's always a good uh, move to have uh, hip boots or, um, you know, something nice and high in case you break through. But now you can get into these areas where they've been hiding out and you couldn't get at them before. So, you know, a lot of the pheasant hunters, you know, will hunt you know, during the early season, then they kind of hang it up. But really, you get into November like this, and you have 20, 25-degree days. That's the perfect day to get out. The dogs can handle it. They can pick up scent. And now you can get into these areas that they've been hiding in, which makes November and December pheasant hunting, in my opinion, um, probably as fun as it gets. You know, they hold tight. They they group up in, in groups of four, five, six. So when you bust them up, you're going to get, you know, multiple, you know, shots, which is really indicative of November and December. So still, you know, still plenty of time left. You can, you know, hunt pheasants till the 1st of January. And then after December 1, the limit goes from 2 to 3. So there's still still plenty of things to do. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And then for all those anglers, I work with a couple of guys that are just hardcore ice fishermen and they are counting down i mean when when the, when they saw the forecast the end of this week now they're not too thrilled about the forecast next week because uh, we're going to get milder temps but uh they they are chomping at the bit and they all know that that uh that bite right out of the gate as soon as you can get out there is really good you know ice fishing people are just they're just <laughs> zealots i mean they really are they're just they can't wait to get out they take you know a lot of risks early in the season and people are talking about going up to red lake already and you know it's not even frozen over yet but that's the excitement at this time of the year as we kind of prepare for that and everybody knows how good early ice is and i'm kind of looking at it the other way i'm i'm ready for ice fishing i do love ice fishing but i don't want to get into it quite yet you know, we have these 30s coming up, which is going to be perfect for pheasant hunting, perfect for bow hunting, perfect for muzzle load hunting. So, you know, first things first. And, you know, we'll get to the ice, you know, as it happens, but you can bank on it. We'll have ice, you know, probably at the beginning of December. And, you know, people will be up, you know, up to Red Lake probably in the beginning of December. So it'll happen. I'm just not quite ready yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not ready for it either. 
Uh, I had to run some errands earlier today, and that that, that wind had a little bite to it. Uh, I, I I need to gear up a little bit more. Uh, for that, I know Steve. it all was right, just nasty. I was all loaded up. I had my uh, yeah. sneak boat ready, decoys ready to go tomorrow morning, and found out my rivers are frozen. And it just broke my heart. It's like eight degrees up here right now, and it, it's just too early for that. It's not even Thanksgiving yeah. yet. Yeah, and uh, what do you got? Short week with Thanksgiving on Thursday. What are your plans, Steve? Oh, I'm going to be in a bow stand probably every night this week, Steve. Probably get some pheasant hunting in there, and you know the duck thing. Got to put all the duck stuff away. So okay. there's some maintenance things that got to be done. Get the ice houses out. So plenty to do. But I look forward to Thanksgiving week. It's usually fairly decent temperatures, and there's still a lot of things to do. So looking forward to it. All right, Steve. Uh, talk to you in a week. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, same to you and your family, Steve. I'll take care. All right, there he is, Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Been joining us on the weekends for years here at News Talk, K3OWCCO, and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. It is 416 high school football semifinals wrap-up. They started Thursday, all day Friday, and again, all day today at U.S. Bank Stadium. They'll get out of there tonight so we can have the Vikes and Cowboys tomorrow afternoon. And then Preppel, because of that Viking Thanksgiving Day game with the New England Patriots, Preppel is two weeks out, and that'll be uh, two weeks from today. And uh, well, 13 and 14 days away, so there you go. So uh, still two weeks away. So the semifinal winners have got to wait a little bit as, as they play in Prep Bowl. And we'll get an update from U.S. Bank Stadium. Our good buddy John Millay from the High School League will join us in a bit here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chilly day, glad to be indoors. And I'm sure another guy who's glad to be indoors in this chilly day is... John Millay from the Minnesota State High School League. He is at U.S. Bank Stadium and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. It is the final day of a three-day football semifinal bonanza at the People's Stadium. And 
John, a lot of football. Uh, third game of the day in progress, still two to go. Yes, these 14 games over three days, and I can confirm. I'm not wearing a jacket or gloves or a hat. I'm very comfortable sitting inside the friendly confines here at U.S. Bank City. Yeah, and uh, we've had uh, a couple of high-scoring affairs. So uh, I, I know uh, the regulars, members of the media, people that are there year in and year out, uh, fair to say you're behind schedule today. We are. We had the, the, the first game today in which 84 points were scored. Springfield beat Deer River 54-30. to We had a heck of a great game uh, in our second 1A game of the day. Minnesota held off Belmore Central. 28-27, and right now we are moving at a rapid pace. Uh, Dilworth, Glendon, Felton just kicked a field goal, take a 10-7 lead over Fairmont early in the fourth quarter. This game is flying by, so we might pick up a little bit of a headwind here, Steve, before the final two games in this round, Watertown Mayor versus New London Spicer, and then tonight, Mankato West versus Rogers to finish off these semifinals. Yeah, and it, it's been a lot of football over three days. I was there on Thursday uh, calling the 4A game between Simley and Ricori on NSPN.TV, the official streaming partner of the Minnesota <laughs> State High School League. And, and John, I know you've spent a lot of time on Twitter late in the football oh. season, throughout the playoffs and leading up to the semifinals. There's, there's a lot of scammers out there. There's only one official streaming site, and we should point that out. Yeah. Uh, don't be fooled. Uh, there There's scam artists out there. It's amazing, Steve, on Facebook and Twitter. They're, they're just everywhere. And they, some of them look really official. Some of them. I've seen our pretty good impersonations of the Minnesota State High School League or the National Federation, but I, I, I shine a light on them. I make fun of them and retweet them. Yep. But, you know, and I think it's probably a numbers game. If, if they can get one out of a 1,000 people to log on and give them their credit card information, they're stealing money, and that's what that's all about. So you've got to be careful out there, folks. Make sure uh, you know what you're doing if you're, if you're trying to watch these games online. Yeah, and for me, the easiest way to do it is go to the league website, mshsl.org, if you can't make it down to U.S. Bank Stadium for the games or or any of the state tournaments that aren't televised by Channel 45, and go to the state tournament you're interested in, and then there's a link to streaming from there. That's the safest way to go, in my opinion. Yeah, there's, there, if there's a safe way, that's definitely it to go through the MSHSL.org website because, yeah, we don't have any, we don't have any phony links on that page, uh, yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, by the way, you can read John's journal, John's blog that he's been doing for a number of years. Uh, so far, there, there's one game to complete, two to go. Uh, by the way, Springfield and Minnesota were winners in 1A semifinals earlier in the D- day, as John alluded to. They advanced to Preble, and we have a 3A semifinal right now. Fairmont, Dilworth, Glendon, Felton, and then the other 3A semifinal between Watertown Mayor and New London Spicer. And then the nightcap tonight, Mankato West and Rogers in 5A, the winner there, gets Elk River. But uh, does anything stand out in your three days over at U.S. Bank well, Stadium? You know, if Rogers can hold off Mankato West, that would be Elk River versus Rogers in the 5A prep. Well, they're in the same school district. Yeah. And the third school in that district is Zimmerman, and they played here. They, they lost their game yesterday. But we don't know if that's ever, we don't think that's ever happened. Three schools from the same district 
all playing in the state semifinals. That's that's pretty phenomenal. Now, Mankato West, that might be a big test for Rogers tonight. We'll yep. see how that goes out. Uh, looking ahead to those prep bowl games, I think the 4A prep bowl on Friday, December 2nd, Simley and Hutchinson, I think that's going to be a whale of a ball game. Both those teams are big and strong. And Hutch has had the experience. You know, they've been here. But I don't know. You get to that prep bowl, you've already played in here once. And that one that one could be a great game. And the 6A game, Maple Grove, Rosemount, Two powers in six A. That's going to be that's going to be totally totally fun too. Yeah, and uh, we should remind folks, prep will move to the week after Thanksgiving, so it'll be a week from Friday and two weeks from today. Prep will at US Bank Stadium because the Vikes have that home game on Thanksgiving. I think most people know by now that it was moved because of that, and uh, I think everything's going to work out just fine. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'll tell you, you talk about Vikings home game. We know they play the Dallas Cowboys here tomorrow. This place behind the scenes is a beehive. You've got equipment crews from the Vikings and the Cowboys loading up the locker rooms, bringing in stuff. you got the network television people here just scurrying all over the building to get ready for that game tomorrow. It is quite a scene uh, behind the scenes here at these games, everything that's happening. It's, it's really something to see how big of a production you know, one NFL game can be. Well, yeah, in uh, the main game on CBS, uh, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and company in town for that, I understand. And the length of the red carpet they need to roll out for Jim Nance is extraordinary. <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't I, know, I don't know how they transport that thing. Uh, I saw two or three semis all filled with red carpet <laughs> to get him from the get him from the gate to the press box. So, yeah, I, I assume that's what that long – those long rolls of red carpet was for for the network guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I've heard a private jet lands, and then from there, Jim and Tony are helicoptered downtown. <laughs> so I think they're, and, they're and then escorted they're to, escorted they're, to the booth. So, well, the story they, I heard was they're they're going to rent a wreck at the airport, and just yeah, okay. you know, getting some old jalopy <laughs> that they hope will get them down here. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to find the details tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be making their way there in a 88 Yugo. Um, That's right. That's yeah, right. Hi- highly doubtful. But, along the way. <laughs> but it, it is amazing, though, John. You're a- absolutely right. That peek behind the curtain and what goes into uh, putting on a game like that really is extraordinary. And and, and you, you've covered games and been behind the scenes, but, you know, that that prep for one NFL game, let alone a, a big showdown between the Cowboys and the Vikings tomorrow, and all the cameras and all the gear and the semi, it it it's it's pretty amazing. It really is. You know, today for the first time this weekend here, we've got the the goalpost cameras attached to the goalpost. They did that, you know, overnight. There's those big time network cameras are being being plugged in and tested and. And, yeah, I, I don't know anything about the technical aspect, aspect of that. But there's a whole bunch of people working here who we'll never see on TV getting that thing uh, ready to roll. Yeah, putting in a lot of long hours. And we should mention over at the U at uh, the Freeman Aquatic Center, uh, girls swimming and diving wraps up today as well. Yeah, I wish I could be at two or three places at once. Yeah, for sure. Soccer going on at Stillwater High School. And, yeah, this is this is maybe the busiest. Well, there's probably no maybe. This is the busiest two three day stretch of the fall 
because with three days of football, girls' state swimming and diving, that's three days, two days of adaptive soccer. This is really busy. Our staff does a great job at all these events and all the workers who come, and it's, a, it's an army of volunteers who make these things happen. It's, uh, and we're very glad that all of these are indoor activities right now. Yeah, and by the way, coverage of girls swimming and diving, once again, uh, go to the website, follow the button to the stream if you can't make it over to the U uh, for for girls and uh, swimming and diving. And uh, this is a big night, championship night in, in AA over there. And the, the boys and girls swimming event o- over at the U is, is something you got to see sometime. It, it is spectacular. Uh, an unbelievable venue and tremendous athletes, and the excitement and the energy in the building is palpable. I've had experiences at, at national high school conventions where maybe, you know, a, an Olympic-level swimmer is being ducted into the National High School Hall of Fame, and I'll chat with those folks. Just say hi, tell them where I'm from, and they all gush about the uh, Gene Freeman Aquatic Center at the U. Every yep. big-time swimmer oh. in the country loves that place, and it's a fantastic facility, and and you're right on top of everything. The noise in there is great. It's just a competition. It's it's but it's a phenomenal sport. Yeah, it is good stuff. And John, I apologize I didn't stop by, but but you, you were busy, and I was kind of get in, get out uh, after my four eight tilt. Simile and Ricori, and a thought on that game. Simile dominated in every statistical category in that game, but they needed a 33-yard field goal, the lone score of the second half to pull out that 17-16 victory. That, that, was, that was quite a football game. It shows you never know what you're going to see when, when you show up at a ball game of any sort, and, and that, that was terrific. That kid, and, and I, I, I joked a little bit on the webcast, it was probably good from 33-and-a-half. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, these have really been, they've had a lot of really close games, you know. Generally, most years, at least if I jog my memory in these semifinal games, we'll have a couple of blowouts. We might see running yep. time. And we haven't had anything close to it. These have all been competitive games. Uh, the first one today, you know, or the second one today, Miniota was up on Fillmore Central 21 to 7 at halftime, totally in control. And uh, they ended up winning 28-27 and give Fillmore Central credit. Their first time at State, they scored with three minutes to go, went for two and the win, very gutsy. Didn't get it, but a whale of a game. Yeah, so uh, good memories. Uh, John, always good to visit with you. Thank you. You got it, Steve. Thanks a lot. All right, there he is, John Millay, John's Journal, High School League website. He is over at U.S. Bank Stadium for the final day of the semifinals once again, a prep bowl on Friday and Saturday in a couple of weeks downtown at U.S. Bank Stadium. We're going to come back. We'll get started. College football final, some area teams in action, some winners, some losers. Tough day for the WIAC in the D3 playoffs. Good day for the MIAC in the D3 playoffs. We'll have that. And once again, hopefully some game reports. Jonathan Lowe keeping an eye on the Big Ten and the Top 25 We'll do it all coming up here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Steve Thompson, producer Jonathan Lowe, cold day, and there's plenty outdoor football in these parts. Iowa-Minnesota at the half over at the U. Hawkeyes lead at 10-7. Floyd or Rosedale 
And Jonathan Lowe, can you imagine how cold that bronze pig is? Oh, boy. Waiting on the sideline. Oh, my. Don't stick your you, tongue you, you out. touch that pig, you better have gloves on after that Don't game. stick your tongue out. Don't don't lick the pig. Oh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. We could have a Christmas story situation on our hands. Did you ever fall for that as a kid? Kansas no. City? No, I did no, not. I, no, I, no. My, my uncle, my, my mom's youngest brother, is not a whole lot older than me. Um, he got me to do that. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over there on Maryland Avenue in St. Paul, just east of Como Park, um, uh, a post on a fence in my grandpa's backyard. I, I did it once. But but that's one you should only fall for once. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I I, I fell for that one. Uh, we, we talked about this off the air, actually, before we went on the air. Uh, today before tech talk with doug uh i'm happy for the people that are willing to bundle up and go outside and watch a football game today in these parts not me nope what about you no no thank you um (laughs) if that's for you you do you yeah go be you yeah not for Um, me i i think the state football semifinals have it right for the third day in a row indoors at U.S. Bank Stadium, so and it's we, it's hilarious. I, I listen to people outside of this area um, that are talking about the Vikings and how they have an you know an enclosed an indoor stadium, and people are talking. I I swear I see five Eric Nelsons on my screen. When I see when I hear people talking about you should have played outdoors, you should have had a stadium outdoors, and all that blah 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 blah. I'm like, okay, you do no. you. Let's see you go cover it. <laughs> Let's see you go down to the field yeah. and cover oh, those games. Yeah, it, it it just is so cold. Uh, but for the people that are there at the U or up at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville or in Bemidji or in Mankato today, uh, definitely good for you. Uh, let's get you up to date on the regional scoreboard. Uh, we'll start in D2. D2 playoffs today down in Mankato. Number 13, Minnesota State took down Wayne State 26-9. So the Mavericks have had a quiet year, but they advance in the D2 playoffs, as did Bemidji State with a 31-7 win at home over Winona State. So the Mavs and the Beavers out of the Northern Sun advance and play another day. Also out of that region, uh, Colorado Mines beat CSU Pueblo 45-23, to or actually lead it in quarter number four. All right, let's get over to the D3 playoffs today. And number 13, Bethel on the road at number 15 of Wheaton, Illinois. And Bethel wins at 34-32, the final there. Uh, hopefully we'll get a game report on that Bethel win. And the other team out of the MIAC, uh, the champs, number four, St. John's, beat Northwestern of Minnesota at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville, 49-0. Tough day for those schools out of the WIAC. Number eight, Whitewater, got beat at home today by Aurora, 33-28. Whitewater is gone. And Lacrosse, they had to go on the road to Wartburg down in Iowa. Wartburg wins it 14-7. Uh, so uh, the two WIAC schools that uh, made the postseason 
are gone. And uh, you're, you're up to date on what's happening on that regional scoreboard. And now we're going to bring in Jonathan Lowe for the Big Ten and the Top 25. And uh, scary day for Michigan. Uh, scary day at the moment for Ohio State with all the details there and the Top 25. Here's Jonathan Lowe. Thank you very much, Steve. It has been an exciting day so far, and we still have some matchups that are going on in the second half in the late afternoon window. Not as much excitement toward later tonight, but we still have some games that we may need to watch as we go through the evening. And it looks like it's going to be not just another day, but a heartburn day as we get to a heartburn edition of Saturday in the Fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere, and we get it rolling in the Big Ten. We're right now at halftime over at Huntington Bank Stadium. The pig is on the line for Minnesota and Iowa, and the golfers are down 10-4 to to the Hawkeyes. This is an important game for a couple of reasons. One reason is, yes, the Floyd of Rosedale pig, the trophy, the bragging rights, no matter what you have, uh, you, you got that, but... This is important for the conference division race as we could have three teams tied atop the division at the end of the day. We started with four teams atop the Big Ten West going into today, and that did change as we went through the afternoon. As we go through the rest of the games, it is early third quarter in College Park. Ohio State was down 13-10 to Maryland at the half, but the second-ranked Buckeyes responded. They hold Maryland to a three-and-out and then block a punt to get excellent field position score a couple plays later. The Buckeyes now up 17-13 over Maryland. At the half in Piscataway, it's number 11 Penn State out to a comfortable 28-10 lead over Rutgers. Finals from earlier today. Number three, Michigan, was struggling against Illinois' defense. They had an early lead, but Illinois fought back and made some plays. And when they made those plays, they actually went, in, uh, went ahead of the, sp- of, the, uh, uh, of the Wolverines in the third quarter, 17-10. The Wolverines fought back. They got a field goal early in the fourth quarter. They got a field goal midway through the fourth quarter, and then they get a field goal with 10 seconds to play to finally get ahead of and beat Illinois. 19-17, the Wolverines 11-0 in the uh, line for that showdown with Ohio State next week. The other game was another stunner. Michigan State and Indiana in East Lansing, the Spartans trying to get bowl eligible. They had a tie game. They had a, a big lead. Indiana came back and tied it late in the fourth quarter. Michigan State went ahead got the ball, went down the field, and bled the time, tried to get a game-winning field goal at the gun with two seconds left on the left hash mark. The kicker missed. The kicker missed, and they went to overtime. Both kickers get blocked in overtime. They go to double overtime. Indiana scores. Michigan State fails to do the same, and the Hoosiers upset the Spartans 39-31 in double OT. Analytics Fails again as a fan of Missouri football. Don't talk to me about analytics. Go uh, research the Auburn game earlier this year for the same type of result. Purdue, they win at home over Northwestern 17-9. Now they lead the Big Ten West at 5-3 uh, and three in conference as they wait for the rest of the division play to work itself out later today. Also, Wisconsin, they score late with under a minute to play. I'm sorry, uh, around a minute to play in Lincoln and take down Nebraska, the final there, 
fifteen to fourteen. Wisconsin now six and five, bowl eligible. They are also four and four in division. I don't think they have a chance to make it to the Big Ten championship game, but they do have quite a bit of pride on the line next week when they take on the Gophers for the Axe. Oh, now we're going to the top 25. Spent a lot of time in the Big Ten. Let's roll through the top 25 real quick. It has just gone final. Number 18, Notre Dame wins under touchdown Jesus over Boston College, 44-0. Number 9, Clemson, late in the third quarter, is up on Miami, 24-3. Number 24, NC State, late in the third quarter. They lead, or they're down at Louisville, excuse me, 13-10. The Cardinals lead the Wolfpack. It is uh, late third quarter now, end of the third quarter. Number one overall, number one in the country, Georgia, leading at Kentucky 16 to nothing, and they have fourth and one on Kentucky's one to go up even more. Halftime in Philadelphia, number 25, Cincinnati. They lead Temple 17 to three. Finals from earlier today. Cincinnati got a big, big boost earlier today. Number 20, UCF loses at home to Navy. The Naval Academy wins 17 14, and UCF that had just got a big win over Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, big win over Tulane last week, now is in a mix up. For that, uh, for that American Athletic Championship game coming up in a couple weeks. Number 8, Alabama. They went over Austin P 34 nothing. It was number 4, TCU, taking down Baylor 29-28. We'll get more into that game in a little bit. Number 19, Florida State. They went over Louisiana 49-17. Number 15, Kansas State, is a 48-31 winner over West Virginia. Number 23, Oregon State, defeats Arizona State 31-7. Sorry about that. Just uh, had to refresh the page here. Uh, early in the first quarter, number 13, North Carolina, they are leading over Georgia Tech, 7-0. Games coming up later this afternoon and evening. Number 5, Tennessee, will be at South Carolina. Number 14, Ole Miss, will be at Arkansas. Number 22, o- Oklahoma State, travels to Oklahoma for Bedlam. Number si- 7, USC, travels cross town to UCLA. The 16th-ranked Bruins host at the Rose Bowl tonight. Number 17, Washington is a... Uh, going to host Colorado. Number six, LSU, will be at home against UAB. The game of the night will be number 10, actually, Utah at number 12, Oregon. Uh, Thursday night, number 21, Tulane. They were a winner, 59-24 over SMU. To the final week of FCS play, North Dakota leading, uh, I'm sorry, North Dakota State leading at the Fargo Dome over North Dakota, 35-20, early, uh, midway through the fourth, uh, third quarter, excuse me, the third quarter. It is Northern Iowa over South Dakota Day, big, 58-14. South Dakota State had the week off after winning the conference last week. And then in the Pioneer League, congratulations to St. Thomas. Ten wins in a row, 8 no in the Pioneer League this year. They finish off a perfect record by beating Butler 27-13. Congratulations to the Tommies. Whether that will result in a possible at-large berth in the NCAA tournament, the FCS tournament, we'll see uh, coming up in a couple days. I I heard from a veteran sports writer they can't because of their transition from D three to D one. That that they they can't get that berth even though uh, they won the Pioneer ten and one overall eight and zero in the Pioneer beat Butler today twenty seven to thirteen. So there you go. That's that's what I heard from a veteran sports writer. So we'll we'll go with that. Quick break. Uh, we have. Much, much more coming up on College Football Final. Uh, We'll talk wild. We'll talk Timberwolves all before six. Timberwolves and Sixers from Philly. Our coverage begins at six here on News Talk. E3O WCCO.
MIAC schools, big day today in the first round of the NCAA Division II or Division Three football playoffs. And uh, let's start up at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. Number four, St. John's against Northwestern. Ryan Klinkner joins us on the line. The Johnnies built a big lead at the half and cruised to a victory. They did, Steve. Excuse me. Uh, Fourth-ranked St. John's, <clears throat> like you said, cruised to a 49 nothing shutout of Northwestern today in a chilly Collegeville. Uh, kickoff, I believe the temperature was 16 degrees uh, with winds at, out of the northwest at 18 miles per hour. The win clinched St. John's 25th 10-win season in program history. Quarterback Aaron Severson, a junior from Minnetonka, passed for 204 yards and four touchdowns. Wide receiver Jimmy Buck, a junior from Orono, caught eight passes for 76 yards and two touchdowns. SGU outgained Northwestern 301-42 in the first half and led 35-0 at the break. The Johnnies' defense totaled 10 tackles for a loss, including five sacks, and, in, and intercepted two passes in the second half. Northwestern tight end Damon Clapper had nine receptions for 86 yards, and he blocked a punt on special teams in the fourth quarter. St. John's plays 12th-ranked Wartburg of Iowa in the second round at noon next Saturday. Uh, we assume the game will be in Collegeville, but the NCAA will formally announce the locations or the sites uh, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. And the weather, Ryan, a week out looks quite a bit warmer. It, it could be in the 30s. Oh, man, we may crack the window in the press box. We'll see. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not today, but maybe next, maybe next Saturday. All right, we'll do it again in a week, Ryan. Thanks, as always. Sounds great, Steve. Yep, thank you. Take care. All right, Ryan Klinkner, St. John's beats Northwestern. First round of the D3 playoffs, 49-0 in Collegeville. Meanwhile, Bethel on the road at Wheaton of Illinois, and the Royals pull out a victory. This was a seesaw affair. Austin LeJess joins us for that. Congrats to the Royals and a big win on the road. Yeah, Steve, it was a big win. Unlike Collegeville, the sun was not out here in Wheaton, Illinois, although the snow was falling 24 degrees at kickoff. Wind was coming out of the south at 18 miles per hour. Um, Bethel ranked 13th in the nation, Wheaton 15th in the nation. The final ends up coming out 34-32 and just a battle that never saw Bethel trail. It started in the first quarter with a pretty methodical 11-play, 73-yard drive that Queued up about six minutes, six, uh, seven minutes, I should say, that ended with a rushing touchdown of Bryce Kunkel. Bethel defense forces a quick three and out, and then quickly they make it 14 to nothing with 420 left in the first. The freshman um, out of Coon Rapids, David Gibley, rushes for nine yards, making it 14 nothing. Snow started to come down, almost couldn't see across. The accumulation started to uh, stick to the field. Second quarter, though, Wheaton responded, marching down the field, uh, scoring on their first play of the second quarter. The PAT was missed, so it made it 14-6. to Bethel goes three and out on their next possession, and then Wheaton responds once again with a 10-play 83-yard drive. It goes 14-12. to uh, After Bethel went three and out one more time late in the second quarter, the Thunder worked their way down to the Bethel 28-yard line, which just under a minute to go. Uh, fortunately, though, for the Royals, a pass just up the middle was tipped by linebacker Jacob Holman was able to corral it after uh, it was in the air a pretty decent amount of time. He's able to catch that. And so the Royals go into the break up 14-12. to 12. They try to, try to warm up as much as they can here down, okay. down in the Chicagoland area. Pick six, though, to start the second half. Wheaton had the ball to start the second half. Freshman Devin Williams, who, if you recall, made the big play at Augsburg a couple of weeks ago, uh, gets a pick six, returns it to the end zone for 44 yards. It goes up 21-12. Back and forth, as you said, Wheaton responded. It goes 21-19. Tw- 
Uh, a 12-yard reception of Mike and Newell gets Bethel into the red zone. Bryce Kunkel pushes it in. Um, once again, Thunder respond. We're back to now a 28-26 ball game. Right. Royals have to go two fourth down conversions, 34-26, and then stop the Wheaton two-point conversion for the victory. Wow. Now, where's Bethel going to be next week real quick, Austin? Yeah, well, so right now we're awaiting the winner of Linfield and Poltzmeyer uh, out. That game is happening right now out in Oregon. They're a couple hours okay. behind. Linfield is leading that. Okay, so Bethel could be on the road at Linfield. Correct. Thanksgiving in Oregon. All right, very good. Thanks, Austin. Outstanding Thanks, job. Austin LeJazz, Bethel beats Wheaton 34-32, so the Johnnies and the Royals both advance. We're going to advance to the news and weather at 5 and then much more here on CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.